are listening to the Barbara May Show, the place where we discuss all that really matters. We will cover all you need to know about lifestyle, health, spirituality, and plus so much more. Are you ready? Let's dive in. You are listening to episode 14 with Joanna McEwen. Joanna is qualified sound practitioner with an MA in Applied Anthropology, teacher, healer, and TED Talk speaker. Joanna's TED Talk on Serendipity has over 1.3 million views. In this episode, we will talk about vibration, frequencies, how do we raise and balance our vibration. Joanna will explain how sound affects our nervous system and how we can use sound to our own advantage. We will also tap into the subject of cancer cells. And before I forget, the last 30 minutes of this episode contains a sound healing session by Joanna. Let's dive in. Welcome, Joanna, to my podcast. My first question for you is, what are you grateful for? Oh, gosh, what am I grateful for? Honestly, I'm grateful to be sober. (laughs) I am grateful to be um, living the life I'm living now, because actually there was a time when my life was not that great. So I'm pretty much grateful every day for that. Brilliant. I love it. I I don't think I had this one before. I had loads of things. I had, I'm grateful for my dog. (laughs) I'm grateful for health. (laughs) So this one's very good. Thank you very much for sharing it. So let's talk about vibration and frequencies. Um, This topic is very popular, especially nowadays. And I believe that people are now aware of the fact that we have our own unique vibration and our bodies hold um, certain frequencies. So could you dive in deeper into this subject and share uh, your knowledge and your views? We are vibrational beings. We are all made up of a variety of frequencies. So our organs each have their own particular frequency. Our bodies have highways of energy passing through them. Um, If you know acupuncture, that's a good example. We have different energy centers. So everything is vibrating. Our cells vibrate. The mitochondria in our cells uh, need sort of energy and vibration to communicate with each other. And of course, I think we're much more um, understanding of, of sort of the idea of vibration all around us now. We have, you know, we have the internet, Wi-Fi, there's all sorts of, um, you know, waves all around us. And um, so for our health, you know, the way that the, the, the vibrations work with our health is that when we are at our optimum frequency, when everything is zipping along at a, a nice pace, then we feel great you know our lives flow we're feeling vibrant people really respond to us because when they see us on some subconscious level we are obviously you know feeling good and confident and 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 healthy when we um start to see patterns of behavior that maybe are not beneficial to us we start to get stressed all these you know, our thoughts are vibration, things we eat are vibration. So when we start to um, to do things that maybe aren't beneficial, or if we start to get stressed and things start to get a little bit heavier, so the very fine vibration then starts to become denser. And so you may start to feel this like a headache or um, tight shoulders, lower back pain, because then you start to hold yourself in a particular way which then means that the energy flow in your body is compromised, which then in turn affects the 
vibrations and and so we have a very clear synergy between the health and vibrations of our body and you know the 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 physical aspects and how it's affected so i trailed off slightly there does that make sense <laughs> yeah no 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 absolutely does so how do we raise our vibration so the term raise our vibration is slightly controversial because i think some people you know think there's this kind of we're always reaching up 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 but i think it's actually about becoming our fullest selves so it may be a raising of the vibration it may be we're feeling very dense and so to become our fullest self to become our optimum frequency um, sound is a very easy quick effective way of, of doing that and the sound can work you know internally you can do it yourself or you can have a practitioner like myself come and help support you in that um, but it's one of the you know the oldest things that human beings have ever done. You know, you look at the didgeridoo, the the flutes, you know, the, the clapping as well is a, you know, that, that kind of idea of rhythm. So rhythm and vibration and, and frequency are all sort of intertwined. Why does sound help to um, kind of, in your words, I would say balance the vibration? Uh, so you've got two um, terms that uh, are used. So you have resonance. And so when you have um, a particular frequency that uh, matches another one you you can kind of increase the amplitude of that particular frequency so for example if you have a uh, an opera singer singing to the same frequency um, as a crystal bowl or crystal glass that's how she manages to shatter it because the the resonance is just so strong and the amplification is so strong so if you can imagine that you know we're kind of batteries running a little bit low um maybe like we're on a, like a bit of a dimmer switch and we want to you know actually come out and really feel vibrant that resonance really helps to to energize us um entrainment is another term and that's the idea of a stronger frequency in training a weaker one so this can be used for the good and the uh, not so beneficial, shall we say, because if you've got something that is the strong frequency, that is a therapeutic sound, that means that if you are kind of out of kilter and out of sync, it can help bring you back into rhythm. And I think <clears throat> the way it works with our brain is we have the left and right hemispheres of our brain. So if you're using something like song or um, the clapping, the drum, um, a Himalayan bowl, which I'll play you later. All this helps is to help regulate um, and bring the left and right hemispheres of the brain in sync. And what that has is an, a, like a cascade effect of on the physical level of all the hormones. So the, the, the hormones are rebalanced, the energy centers in the body are rebalanced. And, and it's, you know, when you use sound, it's it's kind of a mix between some very practical, very obvious physical effects and also some effects that perhaps, um, you know, you can't see quite as clearly, but you, you will see it in somebody who's had a sound treatment. They will quite literally look lighter, brighter, clearer. Um, but it's also, you know, it, it kind of works where you need it. So if you're very low on energy, it will help energize you. If you're super hyper, it will help calm you because what it is, is it's about balance. 
and it's about coming into your personal optimum frequency. So wherever you're out of balance, it will help align you. So can we use our own voice to raise our vibration or balance our vibration? Absolutely. You know, I think what I what I learned through my training, I have you know these wonderful instruments, the gong, the crystal bowls, and they're all they're all very powerful and they have very specific effects. However, what I've learned is the voice is the most powerful. Um, whether we use it, you know, to support somebody else or on ourselves. So um, humming, even if you think, oh my gosh, I can never sing, I hate my voice, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, it is humming. Humming is the first way we can start to build that vibration in our body. Uh, then it's, it's creating, whether it's humming or toning, and by toning, I mean, um, like the vowel sound, so A-E-I-O-U, um, you know, certain um, traditions have different sounds for the different energy centers in our body. And so by using your visualization skills as well, you can start to direct the sound at different parts of your body. So I'm talking energy centers. Um, I use the word chakras. That might freak out some people. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I have to be careful what words I use in what particular environment. But say even, for instance, you've got like a, oh, my back's killing me. Okay, so can you get yourself in a, in a position that's aligned? So that means lying down. Or maybe if you're sitting in a chair, your feet flat on the floor, sitting up nice and, and straight. Because what we're trying to, to feel is these, this energy flowing easily up and down the spine and throughout our, our organs and our bodies. And just start playing around with different sounds, different tones. And sometimes these sounds are not always, I'm going to say pleasant, if you can see my fingers, you know, in inverted commas, dissonant. There's nothing wrong with a dissonant sound because dissonant means, um, you know, if we were talking about intervals, you've got, say, maybe um, a uh, interval of the second or the seventh. So you have the fundamental note, which is, you know, the, the, the bass note, the first note. And the intervals are, say, we're looking at the piano, is how many keys um, you move up from that fundamental note. So the second would be C and D. Uh, we go up to the seventh, I don't think what that is. But the point about the dissonant is it creates real power and energy and it's, you can feel it, duh, 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 duh. it really kind of cuts through. And then you then resolve into maybe something more stable like the fifth or the eighth. And I think, so if you're there and you're like, oh, my neck really hurts, you may find actually you don't want to do a ooh sound or a air sound or whatever. It may be like, <laughs> I have no idea. It may be something that really your body just kind of, and you'll start to feel it. And you're like, oh yeah, that's, it's a bit like a massage with sound. And you're there and you're, you can feel it in your body. And then it will gradually, hopefully change and start to become something a bit smoother, a bit more rhythmical perhaps. And that's how you're then sort of resolving that, um, that that sort of stuck energy. But it's it's not being it's being confident, I suppose, to play around with the sound and to enjoy it and just to to play. It's and not to take it so seriously. It's you know sound and music and rhythm is is a lot of fun as well. Absolutely, and I love how you said that the the sound kind of goes where it's supposed to be. Because when I when I did my course on sound healing, um, I've been told that dissonance is something what you shouldn't be using because that's kind of like removing the spirits from the house and just like you know, it's like kind of supports the 
the negative stuff really resonated with what you just said because it, it completely makes sense. So I suppose what type of dissonance and um, what type of volume um, you do it. Is that correct? Um, yes, but also I think it's our intention. You know, I think a lot of I think the the the, the difficulty I have with um, a lot of the um, scientific research around things is intention really isn't mentioned as a uh, as a variable, <laughs> but it has a huge impact on things. And so, um, you know, what is your intention with the dissonance? And I think also not to leave it hanging there. So, for example, I would very rarely um, do a sound treatment on somebody, have a very dissonant, because I, I use my crystal bowls quite a lot and my voice, and that really allows me to play around with the harmonics. And sometimes I can really kind of get some, which if you heard it may sound a little bit screechy and dissonant. You're like, oh, what is that? Um, I would never leave someone there. I would always resolve it. And I think that's where the power is it's the dissonance which i may add there's a guy called um fabian mamon he yeah. was the guy that his research was the 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 reason why i started doing the sound because i read his research about sound and cancer cells and i was like what is this so for those of you who haven't heard of fabian mamon he's a a, a french gentleman and he researched um cancer cells and harmonics and according to his research the seventh uh, exploded the cancer cells because they were too rigid and the seventh was very dissonant. If you get the opportunity, um, I'm going to do a little plug here for the person I trained with, the College of Sound Healing. They sell CDs. And the reason why I'm saying this is one of the CDs has the different harmonics on there. If you lie down and listen to this CD, which I had to do for my training, many moods ago now but when I did that I lay down and you're just starting to experience what does it feel like for you so you're lying there and I didn't know anything about these different uh, harmonics at this time and I got this particular harmonic and I remember what I wrote was you know I felt like I was pinned down and being scrubbed out on the inside I didn't even know what that meant. All I knew was I was being pinned down and I felt like I was being scrubbed. And then I went on to the octave, which then resolved it went, ah, okay. And then when I did the, the um, you know, looking at, at my notes, it was like, wow, okay, that was the, the, the harmonic that according uh, to Fabio Mamon exploded the cancer cells. So this is really, really powerful stuff, but then you need to resolve it into the perfect fifth or into, um, the, the octave because that's the equivalent of of silence that's the the stillness you know so we're very very active and then we come into ah and then that sigh that I did there that's my nervous system so that's the kind of that the, the sigh is your nervous system just going okay I can relax now and so whether you're doing yoga whether you're doing sound you need to have that pause to allow whatever work you have done, whatever changes you have done to settle in your body and to allow your nervous system to, you know, assimilate it and be re reprogrammed, I suppose. Let go or let go, right? Yeah. And I, I it's kind of, I see it like breathing. You know, we have this uh, society that's very kind of go get them, we've got to go, go, go and achieve, achieve and success and whatever that may be, however that looks for you. 
but there's only so much giving out we can do before we have to come back you know so we breathe and it ebbs and flows and so if you are to um do any breathing exercises again you'll you'll see you know you'll have your breathing in and out but then there's a moment at the top of the breath and a moment at the bottom of the breath that's just pure stillness and and that that still point is 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 where the healing takes place you know we have the activity but in order to be able to receive it and to really accept it into our bodies as a as a new frequency um we have to have those moments of, of stillness yeah thank you very much for mentioning that because silence is very important same it has the same power as the sound has um i want to talk about the cancer cells but before we do that i want to talk about gregorian chants and baroque music so when i was little i was um i grew up in a family classical music was everywhere morning evening afternoon and i was always I always felt attracted to Gregorian chants and Baroque music. And there is some specific about this. Can you talk about that? Uh, so with, with the Baroque music, uh, that's music that's very much based around the perfect fifth. Um, and of course, there's types of music that, that are not, but there's a very, it's very slow. It's very rhythmical to, to a, like a heartbeat where the perfect fifth is very, um, stable but open is the kind of the description of a perfect fifth. And what this does, it just helps capture our heartbeats. It helps soothe our nervous system. So from the science side of things, um, if you look at the polyvagal theory, polyvagal theory is all about how our nervous system um, is primed to respond to things and how that affects us physically, mentally, emotionally. So if you're playing something like uh, Pasha Bell's Canon, which was, you know, I know it gets used a lot for weddings now, and it's a bit of a cliche, but for me, it was a complete lifesaver. I literally used to lie on my floor in my bedroom as a teenager with these speakers by my ears playing this classical music, because it was the only thing that would bring me down from, whatever angst I was in. Um, and the Gregorian chants. So again, before I knew anything about this, I used to be a DJ and I used to go and find all these bits of vinyl. And I remember finding this Gregorian chant record and playing it because I absolutely was entranced by it. And my flatmates were like, what is this? This is not house music. <laughs> like these deep sonorous like monks. Um, and I believe that there it's the solfeggio frequencies, which I haven't really explored a lot personally. I know this is a um, a sort of a, a big subject in the in the world of, of you know sound healing, therapeutic sound. But what I do know on an instinctual level, uh, on on my own experience, is again it was just very soothing to me, and I think. You know, we could look at it two ways, specific frequencies or just our nervous system, because that's what we're working with, with the, the sound is working with our nervous system. Can we talk about protection shadows? And do you think we need to be energetically protected? Ideally, we are uh, transparent. 
we allow things to move freely through us and so therefore if we you know cut ourselves off and go protect protect i must protect myself you're kind of cutting yourself off from 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 things that you know maybe you don't want to cut yourself off from but there is also an element i do believe you know if you start looking at the traditions the shamanic traditions you know this is when it comes down to intention i yeah. think we would be foolish to think that um we live in a world where there is no shadow because there is shadow and so therefore um it is about self-care i would say rather than protecting so for example the shamanic traditions like the andean indians there's lots of smudging that goes on you know the visualization of the light because light is obviously on the spectrum of of frequency and so i do a lot of work of um um, you know self-care around that because um you know my intention is to um you know you know to bring um healing whatever that form of healing takes uh to the person i'm working with and i'm more of a, a, a conduit it's like I, i'm not doing it i'm letting the sound yeah. i'm merely the facilitator in all of this i'm i'm creating this vibrational space which i've now learnt through lockdown doesn't have to be physically i've actually had some really powerful healings take place over the internet which has really blown my mind i'll be honest with you um but it's about i think it's about ego as well i get you know the ego my ego needs to be right out of the situation because i think the healing takes place with a person when they're released from their own uh, sort of physical and ego expectations as well and the sound is a really powerful way of of um uh being released from that um part of ourselves uh but it all does come down to intention so i think you know with anything it can be used for benefit or it can be used for um i don't want to say not so beneficial <laughs> like i'm reading a book recently from a uh, a guy who was taking his uh, autistic son to various shaman around the world, a guy called Rupert Isaacs, I think his name is, who I spoke to recently. It's very exciting. We've got big plans. But that aside. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Yeah, he, his, his experience um, initially was with the, um, the, the Bushmen of the Kalahari. And they were trying to, he, he met them as they were trying to um, maintain their um, traditional uh, hunting ground, their, their um, territory. And, um, and for them, having sort of uh, bad magic or voodoo or whatever is, is perfectly, um, you know, they don't agree, the healers don't agree with it, but to them, it's a reality that they will have people who work on the dark side who will try and um you know put the curses on and do the 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 bad magic so there's a certain level of understanding which we don't really get and i think if you know if you're looking at sort of the science behind it you know you could call it the placebo effect and i think this is a thing about the intention it's like intention is really really powerful we know that you know um atoms behave differently when we observe them like that has been scientifically proven now 
And so if we accept that as a, okay, that's a reality, um, why wouldn't you know our visualizations, our intentions have a very, very profound effect? Whatever way you want to use it, and I think this is the thing about um, you know our intention and do I go around doing you know big sort of you know protections or anything like that? No, I don't. But I am very conscious of um, you know when when I do a sound, you know, a healing on someone it's i should neither be feeling supercharged or drained it should have no effect on me personally because i am merely the 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 conduit that it comes through if i'm working uh using the medicine wheel again i can you know perhaps go to um you know psychic realms on behalf of my you know client but for me it is it is is you know you 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 learn how to do that but again it shouldn't be affecting me personally although saying that again in this book people were you know again you know the the shamans were uh, having a very physical effect but um yes mumble mumble you know i think i think i think it's i think it's all about perception as well do you know what i mean like because i you know i believe in shadow i believe in i believe in all all that stuff i know it does exist but it's not affecting me do you know what I mean it's not whatever you're gonna say and and that's my belief and that's my that's that's my thing you know like I I don't have um I'm, I'm no no I think I think it's where well this is the thing about becoming our um you know our fullest self it's like and you know lots of different spiritual religions uh, and beliefs say similar things but when we are when we are centered, when we are grounded, when we are our fullest self, we are able to respond to the world rather than reacting to it. So whatever is going on out there, it kind of it isn't affecting our inner inner core. And whether that is uh, on a very fine spiritual vibration, or whether that is because your neighbor is sort of throwing a wobbly about something, you know, we are able to, we are kind of in our own little cocoon. This is what I love when I do my protections. Well, it's, it's more a case of, I imagine my, you know, my heart, my inner light growing bigger and bigger and bigger. And I, and I have it coming around me rather than trying to wall myself off. And, and I'm really small in the middle and I've got to protect myself from all the baddies out there or, or whatever. What I do is I, I, I do it internally and grow it outwards. Um, and my, my first experience of that was actually way before I knew anything about energy, anything about sound was when I was used to go clubbing. And I remember being this absolute dive and I was dancing away and some guy came up to me <clears throat> and, you know, we're talking about sort of, whether it's subconscious, whether it was feeling his vibes, I don't know, but this guy started there on the surface, perfectly reasonable dancing. And I all of a sudden imagined, and it came out of nowhere, this little spark of light within me. And this spark of light just grew and grew and grew. And me and this guy, we were just dancing in this club and this, and I was growing this, this light around me because I knew instinctively this guy was not a good guy. And um, I did that. And when it was fully around me, he said he hadn't said a word to me up until this point. And then he said to me, he goes, um, you can at least give me a hug. 
And I was like, no, you're right. <laughs> and that for me was the very, very first time where, you know, looking back on it after I started learning all about energy and sound, I was like, whoa, that was even bigger than I thought it was. You know, and that's the thing about, you know, trust your vibes. It's it's what we get taught as children is that we see things very clearly, we sense things, we're very sensitive, we see things clearly, and then we're told by trusted people, no, you're wrong there. No, you got that wrong. And so what then happens is you stop trusting your vibes because you're being told by a trusted adult that what your perception is, is incorrect. And so you start to, to downplay it or you change it, I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And actually it's taken me an entire lifetime to go, no, no, actually I trust my vibes now because um, if I'm confused about something, it's probably confusing. If I feel a certain way about something, I might not intellectually be able to explain to you why I feel a certain way. But if my daughter says, oh, I don't like that person, I may ask her why, but if she can't explain it, I don't dismiss it. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, for you, that person is not a good person to be around. And I trust you when you say that. And I think that's the, that's the thing about the vibration and the energy is when we are balanced, we're coming from a place of love. We're coming from a place of groundedness and wholeness. And, you know, we're coming from a good place. You know, that, that, and that's the thing. If we all took our time, not worrying about Baggins over there and Billy Bob over there or whoever, you know, if we just took ourselves and focus on ourselves, because I know from my own experience, when I focus on myself, I'm the only person I can change. I'm the only person I have any influence over really. And so if I know that I'm coming from a place of balance, that I've done everything I can, I've done my meditation, I've eaten well, I've done my exercise, I've done my gratitude list, I'm being of service to people, I'm, I'm living my life the best I can be, that when I have an experience with someone, you know, I can pretty much say that I'm perceiving it correctly, if that makes sense, perceiving it from a good place. And sometimes I still have to go away and reflect upon it. But I think, you know, if we all just had our own little pockets of light, if we all just did, you know, looked after ourselves and everybody, you know, we're talking about raising the vibration, everything would just be lifted up out of this mire of bleh that can be out there. Absolutely. And I think that's why it's very important to do the inner child work and reconnection to, to ourselves. And I, I, I love the way how you explain it to it, because everybody, everybody's looking at it from, from a different um, spectrum, but nobody actually see the inside of it. So yeah, so well done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, can we, um, before we talk about manifestation, serendipity and all that kind of stuff, can we talk about the cancer cells? Um, so I would call them not cancer cells, not necessarily, we can talk about the cells which are unwell mm -hmm. and um and how can we help those people who suffered yes so or suffers <laughs> oh it's really tricky because i think you know you're going to have it's very it's a very emotive subject and there are going to be people who um could very well take offense at, at what i say um and i do acknowledge that everybody is on their own particular path um and i think understanding what healing is because healing doesn't necessarily mean cured of cancer healing could be uh, a form of acceptance you know your journey is not my journey but what i do know is you know there's a there's a very 
clear link between um, like our lymphatic system, for example, when we sit in sludge, you know, it, it has been said that our fat cells and even the cancer cells are the last form of the body trying to um, rebalance itself. So if we take it that our bodies are not attacking us, but they're trying to rebalance ourselves, bring ourselves back into, they're, they're trying to protect us. So we can look at clearing away the sludge. And so this can be done on a physical level. So if you know, you're doing yoga, Kundalini yoga in particular, anything that works the lymphatic system, because the lymphatic system only works through squeezing and it, it can't do it by itself. It has to have movement. So trampolining, fantastic for the lymphatic system. So you're doing physical stuff. So you're bouncing on the trampoline, you're getting stuff moving, you're eating high vibrational foods, you know, to get rid of the, 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 the gunky stuff like the dairy, get rid of the, the red meat. There's nothing wrong with dairy, nothing wrong with, 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 with meat. I eat meat. Um, but you know, if you are under pressure, you want to relieve that pressure. It takes a lot to digest stuff like this. So if you're already out of balance, remove it. High vibrational foods. If you think about the plants, they're absorbing the light energy. So by eating the the, the plants, you're absorbing that light energy. And then, then the sound comes in. And, you know, so what you're doing is you are, um, you know, we we're talking about entrainment earlier. You're going to, to entrain your cells back. You're going to, you know, uh, re-energize the mitochondria of, of your cells. You're, you're going to be able to, um, you know, harmonize. Uh, like, so for example, there's, there's two things I wanted to share. You know, one is um, a YouTube video. You can find it of yeast cells. And there's a, there's a different sound and a different pattern uh, of these yeast cells, one that's well and one that's uh, unhealthy. And there's a, um, a guy called John Reed who invented a machine called the Cymoscope. Um, so it's a study of cymatics. And basically the idea is you can see on a physical level the um, how matter is changed through sound and frequency. And so, you know, we are reharmonizing with the pattern of the Himalayan bowl is so beautiful. It's so like a, a beautiful sunflower seeds in the middle or a dandelion seeds, this sacred geometry that is created. So imagining ourselves having this sacred geometry, you know, reprinted on it. Um, but on a very, very basic level, you know, there's, there's videos out there of um, a hose pipe uh, with water. You play a particular frequency and the water starts to curl round in a spiral. You know, starting, yeah, you know, if anyone's listening who's interested in taking this further, look at cymatics, because then we realize just how careful and how discerning really we should be with what it is we listen to. Um, you know, if we really are aware of, of how sound can affect our bodies, then would we always be listening to thrash metal? You know, I love techno, hard house, you know, I love nothing better than being in a sweaty club, even now at the age of 46, every now and again, like, and really, really listening to pounding hard music. I love it. It really does something very sensory to me because it kind of takes over, you know, your body with the bass. Could I do that every weekend without having some kind of impact? No. Um, 
you know, and my experience is I did used to do it every weekend as a DJ and it did have a negative impact. Just putting it out there, kids, you know, it's all about moderation. <laughs> so thinking about it now, you know, the noise, the sirens, the, you know, I sit in the garden and I'm surrounded by this bird song. I'm like, you know, how amazing is this to be able to be having this like sound healing, really? Um, and again, you know, you could realize that actually a lot of the bird song is ter territorial <laughs> fighting between the birds. But removing that aside, you know, <laughs> for us, it's very soothing on, you know, on, you know, that frequency of bird song. And I think, you know, we need to seek out, seek out harmonious sound, seek out sound that brings us joy. You know, we're talking about, you know, the energizing. So we, we're using our bodies, we're kind of, you know, coming out of this, this ego tightness and coming into fluidity and then going back into silence. And, you know, we, we can do that however, whatever works for us, but movement, dance, music, but then always, ah, and relax. That's, 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 that's how I flow. I love, I love moving meditation. I think that's, that's my thing. I need, I always need music for everything what I do. If I want to be creative, if I want to write something, if I want to respond to some email, I need to put music on because that kind of inspires me. And when it comes to exercise, I'm very lazy. Um, so I will exercise if I have music with it. And if it's going to be some kind of a dance or something other than that, um, I don't think, no, <laughs> it just would not happen. Well, it would, and if, if, you know, the physical um, going to the gym, people are struggling with their physical exercise dance is the best way um five rhythms if i don't know if you've heard of five rhythms oh please go and explore five rhythms um it is the most amazing experience where you're led um through she calls it waves where you're led from a very you know quiet place into it's called staccato so if the, the music's very kind of moving your body and then you go into chaos which is like just usually some kind of side trance or something quite like, you know, big and bold and then back down again. Um, but it's done, you know, a bit like a DJ set, but it's done intentionally because the beautiful thing about dancing like that and not in a nightclub is what does your body want to do? How does your body want to move? So sometimes if you're doing like a, a, a conscious dance where you're actually responding to your body and you start to release energy and tightness and and um emotions that are held in your body you know this is embodied work and you may find you're doing something quite strange which were you to do on a dance floor everyone might think hmm, she's a bit weird but when you're there doing it whether it's in your home or in, as part of a group that's what your body wants to do and your body loves to be listened to it's like yes I have a body. Hello there. Thank you so much for noticing. And you're doing something, some weird kind of jiggle with your shoulder or your knee or whatever. And then it resolves. It's the same, like, you know, it's that kind of dissonance. You're kind of, you're doing something and then coming into a bit more harmony. And that's all we're trying to do. We're just trying to live a life a bit more balanced, a bit more harmonious, a bit freer and not be so tight, just, Ah, oh, take a breath, people. <laughs> love it. Love it. Let's talk about um, serendipity, manifestation, your TED talk. 
just throwing just just throwing it in because hey. everybody that, that's that's why everybody wants to talk to you you've done the ted talk no how and many you know, was it how many downloads have you got i think what is it over a million or something no well, well last time i looked it was 1.3 million which which i would just like to put out there <laughs> when i got a thousand people i was like oh my god look i've got a thousand people look at my TEDx talk <laughs> it, was, it was like nothing you know, this this was something that was very, very um, unexpected. And somebody said, oh, you know, you should apply. And I did and got in and, and did it. And it was, honestly, I never expected the response, but I think people are so ready. People, it really, really resonates with people because it's like, it makes so much sense. And I think people really, um, you know, the, the, the talk was, the theme for the, the, the TED talk was serendipity. And obviously coming from a sound perspective, it was like, okay, well, you know, how does um, using sound and vibration help with serendipitous moments? And I think this, you know, we talk about the word perception. So when, you know, when we come from a place of love, a place of balance, a place of harmony, are, you know, the eyes that we look out at, at the world, see things through a different filter. And that that is, um, you know, a, a key part of it. You know, our eyes are very limited in what they can actually see. So if we start to program, um, you know, our brain to see through the, these eyes, then first of all, our reality is going to actually genuinely look different, which is why, you know, I, I, I can see, you know, we, we can be in the same situation and have different experiences and see different things um, to the point where, you know, I'm in a, a, a a uh, carpet shot with my husband and he's like that's a green carpet and no that's a brown carpet no it's green but we had the in the entire shop was debating what color this carpet was and that's the thing we are we all have these different experiences so first of all using sound to create this harmony to um to to lift our our vibration um helps us see things much clearer um and the other thing is, is this idea of this, this entrainment and this resonance. When we, when we are um, coming from that place, we're tuning in. Like I know people talk about, um, you know, the law of attraction and Esther Hicks, and there's there's lots of you know comments of you know how she talks about it. This idea of tuning into different radio stations. So I'm me, you're you, um, different people, different things going on in the same situation what are you tuning into you know what am i tuning into is this going to be am i going to be able to see that person and feel confident to approach them um, are they going to look at me see someone who is relaxed happy confident whatever it may be and want to come to me and connect with me um you know so it's, it's a very practical thing uh, you know, coming coming to your sort of, you know, your highest vibration is a very practical thing. You're going to have a better experience in life when you're able to connect with with um, people. Situations, you know, will start to come to you. You don't have to strive so hard. And and can I quantify this? Can if, you know, somebody said to me, well, where's the research on this? Where's the research? Where's the data? Um, I'll be honest with you. I don't have it, but I do have my experience. And my experience is when I'm when I'm coming from that place of groundedness, of fullness, my life flows. 
So my my life has changed on some very key moments that had nothing to do with my striving. I was prepared for them, but then I met a random person and my life just suddenly went over there um, in, you know, in a positive way. And I think that's that's the thing about serendipity. You are coming from a place of awareness. You're awake. You're alert. You're you're looking for opportunities, um, but also at the same time, when those opportunities come knocking on your door, you're you're able to go and go with the flow of them. Does that make sense? It's um, but it's also about our ego and getting ourselves out of our own way. You know, it's not all about a to-do list and goals and striving serendipitous moments are those are those moments after you've you know you've done your practice you've you've put the work in you're not sitting on your backside you've taken action basically um but then when you're living in the flow and you're and you're you know in the flow of life these serendipitous moments come in and they just create ease they create a little bit of 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 joy here and there and and life just becomes easier Absolutely. And I also think I think it's very relevant to mention serendipity because we're talking about the raising vibration and changing, changing the vibration or changing the frequency. Right. So if you if you do do that, um, you will attract um, a like attracts like. I think that's what I would say. I'll be honest with you, you know, any everything is in a relationship, whether it's your husband, whether it's the person in the corner shop, you know, your boss, whatever, everything is relationship. And so depending on what our personal frequency is uh, is will depend on the relationship we we have with these people and the thing about using the idea of of sound and and frequency i i really hold on to this in my in my you know trickiest most challenging times so rather than looking at that person and going you need to change this this isn't working or looking at your relationship and going this isn't working ask yourself what can i do how can i um you know lighten my fruit how can I raise my frequency how can I be a better person how can I well I'm really angry how can I transform my anger into a place of love or gratitude and I promise you and I'm actually going to pump up a guarantee on this you know if you look at yourself and change your frequency then those relationships around you will change and the real relief in this is the people around you will have no choice because of this idea of um you know, sort of resonant frequency, those people will have no choice but to either change to be compatible with your new frequency or to move away. You cannot stay with a dissonant um, relationship. Now, some relationships are unhealthy because they're familiar. So if you've had a uh, an unhealthy um, relationship or upbringing or something, and you come into a relationship with someone who has a similar vibration, it will feel comfortable to you because it's a familiar uh, vibrational match to what your childhood or your previous relationship was. But that's not to say it's, it's necessarily healthy, but you start to work on your own personal vibration you become healthier, you become more loving, then that person you're invite, you know, in relationship with will have no choice but to either match your new vibration or to move away. So you don't have to think, oh my gosh, you know, do I need to leave my husband? Oh my gosh, do I need to leave my job? Actually, when you come in terms of vibration, it all happens very naturally. Situations will just happen naturally. And, and that has given me great solace over the years where I don't have to strive to make things happen. I can just 
look at myself what is my part to play in this what can i do vibrationally to 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 make myself healthier and everything else just flows from that so i had this big debate when i was training i've trained with two different colleges which i'm really pleased i did because they had very different uh takes on what sound is so this is the thing everyone everyone looks how do we sustain our vibration Mm. So we were talking about we we're talking about um, the balance. So if we are reaching the balance, obviously we are in and out of balance all the time because there are things which are coming through, like phone calls, <laughs> screaming children. <laughs> um, yes, how do we sustain the level? So I like to um, relate the sound and vibration work with the polyvagal theory, which I mentioned before, which is about our nervous system, and the whole thing about maintaining our vibration is being flexible with it um so this is the idea of resilience so um two things really on a practical level it's repetition it is understanding that actually it's, it's a choice that we make it's not like you have a sound bath and you're like this is amazing i feel great um i will never have to do any work on myself ever again which has been known to happen i think people might call them call them miracles you know this is this is you know it has been known to have a very you know clear and uh immediate effect however for general purposes in our busy busy lives we have to make choices around how we we work so we do our sound work we do our meditation we seek silence we we look after our body on a physical level we practice gratitude we look at our behaviors and say sorry if we need to say sorry because you know forgiveness is a very powerful vibrational state but also it's understanding that we are physical beings with a nervous system. So when that phone call comes in, the traffic jam hits, the kids start screaming, we go into sympathetic fight or flight. And actually um, that's okay. As long as we can come back to our heart space, they would call it ventral. But all this means is that when we are in our heart space, we're relaxed, we are grounded, we are open, we can see clearly, we can hear clearly. Um, we're able to socially engage. Um, so it's having that flexibility. If we go down into what's called dorsal, that's feelings of hopelessness, depression. Um, I'm never going to get out of here. Very slow. Like a lot of the special needs children I work with, a lot of them are very heavy. So that kind of real, real heavy energy. So again, we want to use things like movement, dance, fun. You know, that's the kind of thing that then brings it back up to the heart space. And it's just understanding really that, you know, we live in a noisy, busy world. So it's our responsibility to take that time for ourselves to start the day right. We say, you know, set the tone, which I love. Set the tone for the day, set the tone for whatever, which is literally the vibration. So start your morning by setting your tone, setting your intention. You're already, you know, visualizing your day ahead not necessarily with specifics, but with emotions and knowing when it all goes pear-shaped, you know, you have the power to come back to yourself, to take a moment, to lock the bathroom door, sit on the loo and breathe for 60 seconds. <laughs> Reset, out you go. 
Thank you so much. Final last question. Where can listeners find you and get in contact with you? Ah, fabulous. So um, <laughs> you can find me on Facebook um, as Joanna McEwen or Being of Sound Health um, and also uh, the website beingofsoundhealth.co.uk. I'll do the session and then I'll let you know when the session has ended. There'll be a period of silence at the end just to allow the sound to settle a little. If you find yourself um, sort of drifting off into to-do lists or anything that doesn't feel good for you in that moment, just bring your awareness back to your breath. You can maybe even look at your third eye, just imagining and just watching any visual pictures that may present itself to you, any patterns, colours. If you find any of the sounds uncomfortable again, just bringing your awareness to your breath. See if you can breathe through it. Um, but of course, if you do find anything uncomfortable, do feel free to let me know or um, yeah, make yourself comfortable as you can at your end as I'm not there to, to look after you.
Where's your line there? Just bringing your awareness back to your body, your breath. Just taking a moment to scan down, starting at the head. Just really enjoying noticing how you're feeling. In a moment to marvel at our beautiful bodies, being kind to ourselves, really enjoying this sense of home. Sense of ease and space that you've created for yourself. Just bringing your thoughts back to your intention. Just really enjoying that sense of alignment. Knowing that when we allow things to unfold before us, it can take us to places we would never have dreamed of, trusting the path that is in front of us, our feet on the ground and our head in the stars. giving thanks for the healing that's taken place today. Sending it out into the world for wherever it is needed most. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, when you are ready, gently giving your toes a bit of a waggle, your fingers, giving them a rub having a stretch. Just doing what you need to do to make yourself comfortable, bringing yourself back. And when you're ready, gently opening your eyes and sitting yourself up. Thank you for listening. I hope you have enjoyed this episode and that you have gained a lot of information. As I have just launched this podcast, I have decided to give two lucky listeners a free psychic reading each month for the period of next three months. These readings will be a combination of a tarot and a psychic channeling. To enter, all you need to do is leave a review in the iTunes store, take a screenshot of it, send it to me on barbaramayshow at gmail.com, which is B-A-R-B-R-A-M-A-Y-S-H-O-W at gmail.com. As you may already know, um, reviews are very important for podcasts and they will help podcasts to expand and direct the important topics discussed to the appropriate audience. 
At the end of every month, I will announce the winner on my Instagram, which is at the Barbara May Show. So keep your eyes peeled and I cannot wait to see you on the next episode.